Good morning, everybody. This is Mark Tackett again here at First Baptist Church in Santo, Texas. And uh, today is a, is a really good day. I woke up early, rested at about 4.30 this morning, and I'm just going to share with you today uh, what, uh, what the Lord's laid on my heart. And uh, the, uh, it's really about thankfulness. And in Psalm 116, verse 17, it says, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will, and will call upon in the name of the Lord. Uh, and then in Philippians chapter 4, uh, starting in about verse 4, I'm going to read what it, what it says. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Then it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, and whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And uh, so if we go back here uh, in verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And I did a lot of word searches this morning, so um, I'm going to just share with you what, what I learned through this. Rejoice. What exactly does the word rejoice mean? It To me, if I just thought of the word rejoice I think wow that's like it's almost like celebrating or that type of thing but actually the word rejoice means to be full of joy or delight so that makes it seem a little different if you read it that way instead of rejoice rejoice in the Lord always I will say it again rejoice it's really saying be full of joy and again I say be full of joy so if we think about the word attribute, attribute are things that they say with God, what are some of God's attributes? God is, he's faithful, he's, he's just, he's kind, he's, uh, he's loving, he's merciful, he's gracious. Uh, and all of these things are attributes. Well, what I got out of this is that God is saying that this is supposed to be our attribute, we're supposed to be thankful in the Lord or we're supposed to be full of joy in the Lord always. And some might say, well, it's, you know, a person can't be joyful all the time. Well, that's at least a mark that, that the word here is saying. It does say, be joyful in the Lord always. It is, and it repeats it. it. I will say it again, rejoice or be full of joy. Um, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Okay, so what is prayer? Prayer is, is spending time, you know, communicating with God. Uh, and I would say that this is supposed to be our focus. Uh, so when you, what is focus? What it, focus is what you're thinking on. What are you what are you thinking on? I've heard people say, "What are you dwelling on?" 
And then I thought, isn't that strange? Because dwelling is actually where you live. So, but the neat thing about that is where you live is a lot of times where you spend a lot of your time. So what do you spend a lot of your time thinking on? What are you dwelling on? What are you focusing on? The word says here that we're, what we're thinking on is supposed to produce joy. And, uh, and so that, that's going to depend a lot upon our focus. And so the word here says that we are to not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer, which is communicating with God, uh, and petition. Now, a petition is appealing to an authority with, the, with respect to a particular cause. So when you got, go to God, you go to Him in prayer, you're communicating, but this says we're supposed to petition. So if you have something that, you, that might cause anxiety or say you have a family member you're concerned about, we should petition God. And this morning while I was, I was thinking about that, a petition is a formal request. So a lot of times we get down and, and say, in my mind when I pray, I should get on my knees and bow my head, and that is a position of prayer. It's a sign of humility. But this says, uh, in this prayer, and petition, and so if petition is a, we're, we're appealing to a higher authority uh, about a particular cause, it's a formal request, and it made me think that sometimes I might ought to actually write out my request to God, because if it's, it's a formal request, it's appeal. Uh, so if you're appealing to someone with a petition, the listener that you're appealing to, you would appeal to them with reason. So you might remind God as you're, as you're appealing to him, well, God, you, you said that you love us and that you're our healer. And these different attributes that God has that we appeal to those through reason. We appeal to God through sympathy. Jesus Christ came and lived on this earth as a human being, experienced the things that, that we might experience. So we might appeal through sympathy. But most of all, we should ask earnestly, for help or support. And then um, it says with thanksgiving. So thank, thanksgiving, or root word is thankfulness, is a, uh, number one, is a conscience of, of, of a benefit received. So before you can be thankful, you have to be conscious of something that, that you benefited from. So be conscious of something. And once you're conscious of it, you express a thanks. And, and, and as a result of that, you're well pleased. So thankfulness is, is recognizing good things that have happened. And I'm personalizing it to me. And I'm acknowledging, say, the people who made those things happen. But in a broader sense, in a, in a biblical sense, I'm recognizing who God is in what he has done. So in order for me to go through the day and be full of joy, I should have a thankful heart. But in all of that, that's only possible when I recognize that God is present in my life and what he has done and is doing for me and what he will do for me. Now, I'm going to take this a little bit different direction. And this is, this is 
kind of interesting when I realized this. I read this in my devotional this morning. And I may read actually read part of this devotional. It says, uh, in it, it's out of, the, out of a book, uh, Jesus Calling on uh, April the 6th. It says, bring me the, thank, the sacrifice of thanksgiving that we should take nothing for granted, not even the rising of the sun. And this is really interesting. It says, before Satan tempted Eve in the Garden of Eden, thankfulness was, a, was as natural as breathing. Satan's temptation involved, involved pointing Eve to the one thing that was forbidden to her. Okay? The garden was filled with luscious, desirable fruits, but Eve focused on the one fruit she couldn't have rather than being thankful for the many good things freely available. This negative focus darkened her mind and she, come to, she succumbed to temptation. Isn't that so true with us that... Uh, in this good country that we live in with so much abundance and that we have so much in life that we have that we should be thankful over the temptation is to is to focus on the things that we don't have or the things that should be forbidden to us to participate in and when we focus on those things they actually darken our mind and they become a temptation in the in once we give into that temptation, then our mind is really dark, darkened, and that's when we commit sin, of which we need to repent of, to draw back our closeness to the Lord again. It doesn't mean we necessarily lose our salvation, but it moves us away from where we should be, and it it's it's not a good place. It's not a place I want to be. Uh, uh, we shouldn't take for granted life. Uh, a lot of times, I, you know, I work in a pharmacy, and a lot of times people come in, and maybe they've just been diagnosed with cancer, and all of a sudden life takes on a whole new meaning. Uh, maybe we go through life, and we don't, we don't live our days as we should, and one day we look up, and those days are gone, and we wonder, well, where did all our time go? Where did... Uh, our ability to do these things go and our life may have passed right in front of our eyes and we never appreciated it as we lived through it we're given one day at a, at a time and we it's we you know heaven doesn't come necessarily for the safe person when um, when you leave this this earth heaven we are able to partake of the things of heaven when we are saved we have access to uh, joy and peace and and deliverance and health and these different things because of what Jesus came and did and so don't wait till life is over to to think that that's when you start living we're called to live uh, today and and by living today that means to live with a with an attitude of thankfulness so don't take for granted life don't take for granted salvation, sunshine, flowers, and all the countless gifts that God has given us. Uh, don't look at the things that are wrong in the world and refuse to enjoy life until they're fixed. We, that's not our job. We, we, we don't have any control over a lot of the bad things that happen in this life, but we do have control over 
our attitude towards them and how we live each and every day. Uh, and then it says, when you approach me with thanksgiving, the light of my presence pours into, into me or into you. It transforms us. So the Lord would tell us to walk in the light with him by practicing the discipline of thanksgiving. Uh, in uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, it says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So it's very important that we walk in the light and not in the darkness. Uh, and I would appeal to you, anybody that might hear this, to, to ask Ask God, especially if you're in a dark place or if you're in a place that life just not seem good. A lot of times we are not able to change our our view of that or our consciousness of that or our or or where we are. The one thing when Jesus did not promise to remove us necessarily from circumstances. But he did promise that he would walk with us through those circumstances. Uh, like when the, uh, the three uh, young Hebrews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, were told that they had to bow down and worship uh, the image uh, out in the desert, and they wouldn't do it. And, and uh, Pharaoh called them in, and, and he was very angry, and they said, we're just, we're not going to do it. And our God will save us. And if he, even if he, even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow down and worship it. And uh, so they were, they were thrown into the fiery furnace in the book of Daniel. And uh, when Pharaoh looked in, uh, he saw four people in there. And uh, I don't know, I, I heard lots of commentary, but lots believe that that was Jesus in there with them or maybe an angel. But Regardless, what that represents is that, you know, the they were thrown into a fiery furnace, which a lot of a lot of you may feel like each and every day you're thrown into a fiery furnace just in life, at work or or whatever you're living through. Maybe an abusive spouse or an abusive relationship, and uh, you may be there for a period of time, and you know. Jesus did say that he would help each of us walk through these trials that we have. So our appeal is to Lord, um, I need your help. I need, uh, uh, your support. And, and he listens. Uh, he hears, he hears our prayer. And, uh, so just going back real quickly, it says, do not be anxious about anything. Right now, that is the world. The world wants us to be anxious. I believe that it is a plan of the world right now to create anxiety, to create uh, uh, misunderstanding between peoples, and to cause chaos, and uh, to make us feel unsettled. Uh, but God's word says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer. So we need to pray 
in petition, we need to present our request to the Lord during that time of prayer, and we need to do it, it says, with thanksgiving. So remember the good things. It says to present your request to God. And then it says the peace of God, which there is no amount of money that can provide peace. Uh, that is better than any money. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Our heart is very, very worth protecting, and our minds also, because where our mind dwells shows eventually means where our heart's going to be. And so that's what I, that's what I had to bring today. Um, this is a good day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And uh, so I'm just going to close this morning with a prayer. And uh, there again, if uh, like a couple weeks ago when Louie Lou was here and he said, man, please, it, you know, if you don't know the Lord, stop and invite him into your heart. It'll make all the difference in your life. We have a good staff at our church, uh, our pastor, Chris Weaver, and our youth pastor and uh, video guy and everything else here, John David Benford, uh, call our church and, and speak with these young, these gentlemen and uh, about the Lord or ask them to pray with you. And uh, so, Father God, we come before you this day in your precious name, Jesus, and I thank you for this day, and I thank you for your word. And I thank you that we can pray to you and that we can appeal to you and that we should be thankful and i thank you for your attributes dear lord that you're loving and kind you're so so good and you're faithful we praise you and we thank you this day in your name we pray jesus amen